Howdy, Emma. Hey, Kate. <laughs> Welcome. It is 3.05 p.m. on this glorious Sunday. Climate change yeah. is truly alarming. Both of us were wearing tennis skirts before. Uh, maybe we could get into, like, what we were doing earlier <laughs> today. <laughs> maybe. Um. So, yeah, Kate and I are girl bosses and plan... We have, like, at least 50 episodes planned. And so today was going to be a special one where... You know, we were going to, like, take a little, like, trip to the Upper East Side to one of our favorite health stores called Health Nuts. We both arrived, and the vibes Low just energy. weren't there. Low energy. We were just not feeling the whole, you know, live episode, taking you guys along with us. I think it was just because there was a million people outside. Kate and I very much enjoy when we can have the streets to ourselves, so we were triggered by the plethora of tourists and mm-hmm. the warm weather was random and it just was not was not it yeah we you know I, I think Emma and I realized we spend 90% of our days inside of grocery stores so us going into one we weren't going to see anything we've never seen before we were like looking at you know the nut butters the crackers and we just didn't have any hot takes like this wow. is kind of we- our livelihood mm-hmm. we we've tried it all at this point and until there's a new brand I'm sort of just like over over it you know until there's a new food as well we were talking about that like why is there not a new fruit can we drop a new food that i could try like we need some science emma and i are probably gonna go get our masters in chemistry and create new foods for you guys (laughs) yeah the girlies are bored we have to take matters into our own hands but luckily you know since we have a million episodes planned we decided to do one that we were planning on saving for a little bit down the road but you know we feel that you guys deserve to kind of get to know us on a very personal and deep level and I don't think there's any better way than to unleash one of our secrets one of our favorite meals that we hold near and dear to our heart that um I feel many have not experienced before yeah I was thinking like how did I learn about this uh concoction that we eat so often I think we have developed a community of oat girls we really love you guys out there sharing your oatmeal toppings but if you guys love your oatmeal I think you'd be in for a treat with this dish and you know holding it this episode off for maybe episode 10 maybe episode 20 it would feel kind of dishonest right like holding in a secret if we didn't do this episode this early on. Uh, I think probably Emma and I both felt it was kind of like a demented meal for us to release to the world, but I feel really comfortable with you guys, all the voice memo girlies. We are a family. We are a tribe. We are a cult. And so we felt it was the right time to release this episode. Um, You know, Emma and I are adaptive. Like she was saying, we are girl bosses. We do have plenty in the works for you guys. So we want to create more community bonding by releasing this episode for you guys as episode <laughs> yeah. five. Yeah, judgment-free zone, so nobody better come and judge us for the insane, um, the insanity that we're about to unleash. Um, yeah. So, Kate, do you want to do you want to get the lowdown of what exactly this crazy, mysterious food concoction is that we're talking about? Yeah. So, some of you have probably read the title "Unleash of the Dessert Potato," and if you're looking at that and you say dessert potato there's no there's no the hyphen there's no and between that dessert and a potato there's no like dessert slash potato it's not a choice 
It is a, it's one, it's one. The dessert potato is an item. It is an entity. It is a food group. It is a cultural experience. It is a release of just tension, energy, stress. It is a place of joy. So I'm not going to take you there. Uh, This is a very weird, I don't know if I would call it a meal, a snack. You know, you can decide in your own realm as- It depends on the size of the potato. Yeah. Um, We kind of use this as a meal when you're just- you're very hangry. You're very just too lazy to chop up a vegetable. You're too lazy to make a pancake. You're too lazy to do anything. Microwaves. I'm pro microwave. Maybe I have radiation. <laughs> the jury's out on that one. But it's cheap and easy. Sweet potatoes are a nutritious food. Um, so don't worry. We're not throwing ice cream on top of a russet potato. This is specifically okay, a sweet potato. But Kate, but, uh, but Kate we, you know, we have um experience such things before yeah we uh, have in the past in the past <laughs> keep it moving we're gonna talk about the sweet potato today so it's one of emma and my favorite things i guess we're gonna get into we're gonna get this very detail oriented for you guys for those that are still with us today uh into the type of potatoes because sweet potatoes are sort of uh a career for emma and i so we have a lot of information that we can give you guys on what a sweet potato is so we're back, and now we're ready to talk type of potatoes. Emma, you want to start us off? Yeah, so the type of potato is definitely important, right? I mean, this is a dessert, so you want to be eating a potato that has sweet sweet qualities to it. You know, we're, you don't want to be eating a russet with, like, chocolate. That's, like, insane. Um, so I'd say, the, I would say the number one is the Japanese potato. Um, mm-hmm. That is definitely the superior one when it comes to the list of potatoes, um, I'm sure you've seen it. It's got like the purple skin and then it's kind of like yellowy on the inside. I usually describe it to people who haven't experienced a Japanese sweet potato as a mashup between like a russet and like a, just a regular sweet potato. It's like sweet, but it's not too sweet. Um, she's she's a good one. She's your best bet when you're planning on making a potato. I would say this is like the starter pack potato. This is where to start with. If you are new to the dessert potato game, we don't want you to get crazy. We don't want you to get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. The next type of potato is a purple sweet potato. So it actually originates from some of the longest living people that have been studied in Okinawa, Japan. That's how I, you know, the purple sweet potato came on my radar. There's a brand called Frida's Produce. And I often see them as like the food sticker on the purple sweet potato. So that's like what I normally go to. They're kind of starchy, um, so I don't think these would probably be the best place for a purple sweet potato, but you can make them in a variety of ways. Uh, We just want to inform you on all potatoes, of course, um, because all potatoes matter, truly. The next one is a yam. This is probably your most, like, normie potato when you're talking to a straight guy and he's like, I love sweet potato fries. This is definitely what he's uh, referring to. Uh, It's orange on the inside, and it'll be, like, a purpley orangish on the outside. Also, like, regular people kind of eat dessert potatoes, Kate, if you think about it. You know, like, the the sweet potato casserole dish with, like, the marshmallows on top. True. And Thanksgiving. So, oh my God. really, what, what we're talking about is maybe not as crazy as, like, some people may may think. Wait, that is true. I've never done that type of meal where it's the marshmallows on the potato. But, yeah, I guess maybe people will love this. Uh, just a little <laughs> bit of a tweak. Um, add some, you know fun, healthy foods to your sweet potato that you've already been doing, I guess. Yeah, um, leveling it up. The next one's a Hannah potato. I feel like you have a lot of expertise in this area. <laughs> yeah, I, I love a good Hannah. Those have been my go-to for 
this type of meal recently. Um, these look just like a russet, but again, have like a little bit more of a creamy, sweet taste. Um, you know, when you bake them, they kind of get caramelized. Uh, they just have like the fleshy skin, the yellow inside. That's about all I have to describe about it. But the flavor is like not too overpowering. So I kind of enjoy her. She's like a blank canvas and you can really mm. get creative with the flavorings and toppings. She's a neutral, a neutral taste. Um, you know, these potatoes are all really good if you put them in the oven, you know, you let them roast, poke a few holes in. Mm -hmm. Emma and I have the attention spans of squirrels, so we tend to just throw them in the microwave and just say, like, fuck it. Um, we also take a lot of time and joy and dedication to deciding, like, the perfect potato. When you see the potato pyramid at your grocery store and you just go buck wild, uh, there is a, I look for a very specific size, dimension, shape in preparation for what will be the perfect dessert potato that will go into my body oh totally um, yeah what do you what do you kind of look for I guess in a potato um I enjoy something that is like kind of nice I'm currently holding my potato right now because I did get the per <laughs> I did get the perfect potato I when I was a whole foods Kate the other day <laughs> I was walking past the potato the potato pyramid and usually I'm digging for like five minutes I look insane people are probably like bitch just grab a potato and go like it's not that deep but it is that deep it's that deep for me but I <laughs> this potato was looking at me and I was like she's perfect and so I'm holding it it's like obviously bigger than the size of my hand because again Kate and I um, only eat steroid potatoes and a steroid potato is a potato that is like just massive mm -hmm. but um yeah so she's kind of a steroid potato she's long you know oval shape and um I, I just prefer something that's nice and oval shape I don't like something that's like weirdly like circular or like I don't like the long skinny ones <laughs> yeah those um, freak me out <laughs> yeah, those are a little spooky <laughs> yeah just like something that like there's that, that just looks like your standard potato I guess Right. I'd say it, for me, the, the main characteristics when I think of a potato in my mind, I'm thinking of something that's sturdy. I'm thinking of something that's a boat that could hold a bunch of toppings. Uh, it's not going to fall apart. The toppings aren't going to mm -hmm. slide off. You really have to make sure that you are one with the potato. Um, I've actually gone back after going, you know, putting stuff in my basket, shopping around the rest of the store. I've actually, you know, made laps back to the potato pyramid in search <laughs> of a better potato at times because I'm like, you know what? This is just too small or like, you know what? Like it, it's just too long and slimy and it looks like a snake or it looks like a squirrel. And it's like, I just want something to really connect with me. Um, should I go touch my sweet potato? Is that like a spiritual? Is that like opening a chakra that I didn't know about? Is that, do you do that, do you do that often? <laughs> me? I'm just holding it right now because it's right next to me. Also, okay. like I, okay. I like, should I put mine on the pillow next to me when I go to bed? <laughs> like, is there, what do you, I have not known about this, Emma. Or, no, wait, well, secrets. I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm, not, I'm in the kitchen potty and I'm not in my bed. Like I usually am, but uh, you know what? Also, so I was going to say, um, my potato. Okay. You said you like your potatoes to look like a, don't like them to look like a squirrel or you do like, that's like a weird thing to like compare them to. Like, <laughs> I was going to say kind of like a rat or a mouse. Like there's been actually one instance okay, where true. I was in my apartment and it was like, <laughs> and I like yep. took, and I like glanced in my kitchen and I could have sworn my potato was a rat and I like kind of screamed. Then I turned the line. It was like obviously a potato, but yeah, it can, you, you want it to be like that shape. I guess the shape of a rat or a mouse which yeah, is like I absolutely guess. insane. I'm thinking of sometimes I think I have been uh, not in favor of the purple potato recently because they just look like worms. I'm like, I can you? Yes, can and they're veiny. Have you they're veiny. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see my potatoes veins. Like, it's too personal. It's too emotional. Like, I'm just looking to chow down and like sit in comfort. So, yeah. 
I think we should take a deep breath, maybe drink some tea. Um, but then we're going to get into a pantry check to kind of guide you guys through what do you do? Okay, so we get the potato. We've gotten you up to par there. But we're, <laughs> we're going to get into the toppings and kind of like how a potato becomes elevated into a dessert potato. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll call you back in a sec. Vibes. All right, we're back for the pantry check. So... Emma and I take a lot of meticulous time in making our pantries look beautiful. I feel like that's kind of a universal thing. You want to look in your pantry, you know, you want it to be aesthetically pleasing. I don't feel like that's too weird, right? Mm-mm, no, I no. So we spend we, a, we spend a lot of time in our pantry, so they we they should yeah they deserve to be pretty. Yeah, and so Emma and I are bulk legends. We often have like reusable mason jars from sauerkraut at Hawthorne Valley that are the perfect size. So you can go to the bulk section. You can grab a, a sack of medjool dates or something. You can get nuts and seeds. And so I'm looking in my pantry and I just see a bounty of what we call our museum pantry. Uh, just <laughs> I have walnuts. I have pumpkin seeds. I have cacao nibs. You name it. Uh, I have nut butters. And so this is like the first step for you guys when you are going to create your dessert potato. Uh, thinking about your cravings, what you're really looking for as a topping on your potato. Yeah, you know, texture, depth of flavor is important. The more the merrier. I would say um, my first step is always like a nut butter or if it's like a yogurt. So, okay, you might be listening and we've gotten to this point and you're like, you're going to put <laughs> peanut butter on a potato. Yeah, I am, listener. Yes, I absolutely am. <laughs> um, don't don't question me. We're gonna get you up to par with like this. You you guys delicacy. really gotta trust us. You guys gotta trust us on this. So nut butter would be the probably the first step for me. I'm looking at my artisana cashew butter. I also have some peanut butter, crunchy, unsalted, organic Valencia from Trader Joe's. I could pair with it. I also have some coconut butter. What are you What are you thinking over there in your studio? Wow, you got you got all the nut butters. I only have cashew butter. I'm definitely gonna do her because that's my only option, and I don't want coconut yogurt on my potato this time. Yeah, um, I haven't had any nut butter today, which is a little wild for me. Uh, mm. So I feel like the the craving is really there. I have um, maybe like a tablespoon left of dried mulberries, so I'm gonna toss them Ooh. on there just for a just a texture, you know? Yeah, a crunch. Um, I always do cinnamon on my potatoes, like always. Um, so that'll be like my spice of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally like, I'll do some maca powder if it like works with the flavor vibe I'm going for. Um, chocolate chips are the next step. <laughs> I think we, <laughs> we, we released our obsession with some chocolate chips. Like I think it was the first episode. And yeah. I feel like we need some catching up there. So Chocolate chips, you know, you want them to melt on the potato. You want them to melt when you're putting on pancakes, cookies, anything. But vegan chocolate chips are kind of hard to come by. There's that brand Enjoy Life. There's like Lily's, which makes like stevia sweetened ones. I'm sure if you're vegan, you've probably, you know, looked on the market for some chocolate chips. Emma and me used to have these one chocolate chips called Pashia chocolate chips. Um, a vintage relic of our memory. <laughs> and we would always put them, this was like last summer, we'd put them on our potatoes. They would not melt. They would not melt. They would not have any sweet taste. Um, so recently we found the perfect chocolate chip that is probably available near you. Um, they're sold at Whole Foods. What is it? The, they're called 
sugar-free well, dark chocolate chips. It's, it's, it's literally the 365 Whole Foods brand of, yeah, chocolate chips. They're sugar-free. They're dairy-free, obviously, because they're vegan. Um, yeah, I, like, was in the chocolate aisle looking for chocolate chips one time, and I saw that Trader Joe's had their own brand of sugar-free chocolate Whole chips, Foods. and I was like, what? Oh, yeah, Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Um, same diff. People be knowing. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm going to get these. And I told Kate, like, hey, look at these chocolate chips. We both got them, and they they slap the way that they melt is exactly what I want in a chocolate chip exactly and it, you know chocolate chips are hard to come by sometimes in a dessert potato if you're feeling really you know enjoying just want to have a really special meal you could definitely melt a chocolate bar I definitely have melted who kitchen chocolate bars on a potato before call that I... crazy I don't know <laughs> that's gonna be my move because I only have who kitchen um I have the Ooh, salty dark chocolate just the nice. salty dark chocolate regular, you know, some, I don't want to, I'm going to add some chia jam, which we will get into Ooh. in a second onto my potato. So I just want to keep it simple with the regular chocolate. Sometimes when you get the fillings, it's like the fillings are a little like underwhelming in my opinion. Yeah. I'm also going to stick with my cashew butter. I want to try and true fave peanut butter kind of makes me want to throw up, you know, you overdose on peanut butter sometimes and it just, it, you can't have it for a week. And that was me last week. I put it on pancakes and I was just like, whoa, you are going in the back of my museum pantry <laughs> and you're hiding from my eyes. Um, my sunflower seeds can fuck off. My pistachios can fuck off. My walnuts have been slapping on salad, so I'm going to save that for that moment. Um, I don't really want a fucking crunch nut on top of my potato. It sounds absolutely <laughs> yeah. atrocious. But then we can get to jam. Uh, I feel like we get a lot of jam DMs. So maybe we can explain how you make chia jam as like a little a little recipe in the episode. Uh, yeah. So chia jam is honestly so easy to make. Um, and it tastes incredible. So my go-to, you just get like frozen berries. My go-to is raspberries because they have like that nice tart flavor. You can do cherries. You can do it with blueberries. Whatever mm-hmm. your heart desires. Um, I know Kate has like done like mango jam before or something. Don't say. don't do it. <laughs> the way okay, that okay, mango well, and chia seeds blend, don't don't do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just take a full bag of frozen raspberries, plop them onto the stovetop, and then I I this is how I do it. I just juice like half a lemon in it. Um, let those bitches like boil until it, they melt and then I just dump in a bunch of chia seeds I don't measure because I am anti-measuring I do whatever I want to do in the moment same um really which is sweet. why which is why which is why we can't bake um yeah <laughs> and then exactly. yeah you just kind of like let the chia seeds expand in the liquid and then it just kind of gets this like thick jammy consistency and it's delicious it's simple but it's delicious and that's how I make my chia jam and I feel like that's how most people probably make theirs too I'm assuming yeah definitely it's like a cheap alternative like don't buy fro or fresh berries and try to do this you're gonna save money if you're buying frozen berries Uh, I also do not measure I just throw in a bunch of chia seeds and like let it sit for five minutes add more if I want it to be thicker or if I like the consistency one thing I'll do just for extra health is I often throw in uh, blackstrap molasses which is a good source of minerals and vitamins. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Emma's Emma's dad talked about blackstrap the other day, uh, and it has, like, a licorice gingerbread taste. You can bake with it and make, like, gingerbread cookies. Um, So I'll just throw that in my chia jam as, like, a little fun extra just as a way to use up my uh, blackstrap molasses. So I highly recommend that um, if you want, like, a kind of, like, a spice jam. I think of it as, like, a holiday Mm -hmm. jam. Um, and you know, as we talk about in the supplement podcast, chia seeds are really good for omega three and six fatty acids. So 
have those in your rotation, girlies, and you will be a health god. So, Emma, I think we're... I think we have our toppings. I'm, I'm, so I'm doing my chocolate chips. I'm going to do my jam. I'm doing my cashew butter. What are you deciding on? I'm going to do my cashew butter, rest my bullberries, some of my chocolate, chia jam, and maybe a little drizzle of blackstrap because I like to top it off with blackstrap mm. sometimes. Um, maybe a sprinkle of Maldon sea salt too because... Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That, we definitely that need hits. to do that. I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna add that the same. I forgot about that. Definitely do not want coconut yogurt. My gut does not need mm-hmm. to be go crazy as I'm trying to digest a starch and <laughs> some coconut yogurt on top. That sounds a little bit crazy. I have done it before, uh, but this time I just want something simple that my body knows and my body loves. A classic American staple. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when I'm and I run the country, uh, this will be like a staple food, like microwave meals. Everyone will have dessert potatoes and be happy. Yes. <laughs> How yeah. we solve world peace, basically. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna microwave mine because I don't. I don't want to wait. Um, um, but- yeah, I don't have the patience for an hour. No. <laughs> yeah. So I'll call you back once mine's microwaved. I feel like maybe we're gonna have some spiritual connection, and they're both gonna microwave for the exact amount of time. That could be super cool. But um, yeah, just let me know when yours is done, and we'll get into the toppings and let these viewers know what the vibes are. Okay, okay, man. I'll I'll chat with you in a few. Sounds good. All right, we're back. We are nourished. We are post-potato. Um, I think one time we described like life as being like pre-podcast, post-podcast. My days sometimes definitely get tied up into like what I did pre-potato, what I did post-potato. So how are you feeling over there? I'm feeling great. My potato, you saw, you saw the image. Um, yeah. Stunning. Yours looked delicious as well. Mm-hmm. The, those chocolate chips hitting the veins right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, we felt really low energy earlier today at Health Nuts. Now I feel back to stable. Um, so I'm happy that we had this potato moment for all of you guys. Hopefully it inspires some meals for all of you. We're obviously going to release some potato picks so you guys can get some visual inspiration because I'm sure it's difficult to, you know, picture what we're doing right now. Yeah, and if you guys become inspired, please tag Voice Memo Girls and your dessert potato picks if you feel confident enough to share those on social media (laughs) yeah um so now i'm just drinking my you know silly little adaptogens having some ashwagandha ginger from mood belly just to get a little spice in there how about you i'm I'm having mood belly as well i got some chlorophyll water as well but yeah the mood belly like the maca cayenne cacao mix like Mm. a little spicy hot chocolate and then i added rest of my mood belly uh chocos creamer for a little little boost of nutrients yeah a little creamy moment nice for it's not cold outside but I still feel like you know I'm thinking of all these holiday themed bevs a little nice and cozy drink exactly Um, so for you know our little outro heart to heart with the with the girlies I really love the community we've been building whether it be on the meme page all of you guys dming us about the podcast chatting it up posting pics that you're on a walk listening to the podcast it, it we've said this before but it actually makes Emma and I like very very happy totally. um so we wanted to talk a little bit about sort of eating disorder content um which trigger warning if there's that's like an issue um because I think this podcast kind of plays into you know the I think stigmas around eating healthy all the time um certain fears of certain foods, intuitive eating. There's a lot of themes that I think Emma and I subconsciously think about in relation to food, having come from that past. 
And I'm sure a lot of the listeners also experience that possibly like shame around eating certain foods, guilt, feeling like foods are good and bad. And there's like a binary and how you, your own relationship to food. So we wanted to yeah. open it up um, with this episode to get for it all sure. in. For sure. Yeah. And also yeah. just to touch on that, like Kate was saying, again, like, even though we have, we're not fully recovered in the sense of like, yeah, like, you know, we are at a healthier weight and we're at in our period and everything. But I think a lot of those eating disorder thoughts are so ingrained into our mind that they sometimes we still act on them without even realizing it. Um, and so I think this is just like also us trying to unlearn some of those habits. Um, and so, yeah, we just kind of want to talk about, you know, eating disorders and stuff because it can be a very like lonely thing. And also just, again, I think being someone who does prioritize your health at a certain, at this type of age can be a little lonely at times. You can kind of feel like an outlier, but yeah. So we just kind of wanted to talk about mainly, mostly kind of just, yeah, about like sweets and not being afraid to eat some of our, I guess, quote unquote, fear foods. Um, yeah. So Kate, do you want to go into that? And I think like a overall disclaimer, Emma and I are going to do a podcast about wellness as a concept, as an industry, because orthorexia, which is like a type of eating disorder where there's an obsession yeah. with health food, um, is definitely prevalent. There are a lot of people who are nutritionists, whether it be like holistic nutritionists, dietitians that preach certain diets preach certain lifestyles only eat these foods these foods are bad and good so even like yeah as when i was saying like if you get out of like a recovery program you're recovered i.e in like the health like blood test getting your period back a lot of the thoughts are still there and i think it's very idealistic to imagine to live in a bubble where you're not going to see any of these things i mean i scroll on instagram and i'm like triggered every day probably by something by what like a brand posts or someone else posts about their food or like just small comments. And I think it's very, um, once again, it's like idealistic to imagine that you're just going to live in a world where you are never going to hear anything that might trigger you. And so I think that it's really important to build up strong habits and a strong sense of self when you are navigating the health world. Because I think it is difficult, right? Like if you become so obsessive with health, that is another issue. And Emma and I are like obsessive in like a funny way. Like CMOS is not like and all be all like it's like a joke and that's kind of where this podcast is coming from like wellness is made to be very serious very professional very elitist very exclusive and a lot of these concepts it's like a fucking joke to like be like yes I'm putting CMOS in my smoothie like I think there are it's it's an, ick, an ick, icky I was gonna say itchy it's an icky area when it's like you want to be recovered and you want to have a good relationship with food, but there's still some sort of messaging in the wellness world that could be triggering to you when people are talking about juice cleanses. So we're going to do like a whole episode about that. But um, for me, at least with uh, like food and like fear foods, I would say nut butter was one I was scared of for the longest of times. Um, eating a high fat diet. I was always scared. Like a lot of, you know, those like vegans on YouTube would be like, fat makes you fat. And so like powdered peanut butter was one that I always ate where I was just like, yikes. Like looking back at that now, being scared of like peanut butter is actually absolutely insane. Um, same. I, yeah, I mean, I was eating very much like that whole like high carb, low fat thing. And it, dam- it definitely damaged my body and it made me terrified of like eating, you know, healthy fats and stuff that were maybe higher in calories. And um, now that like nut butter is, a safe food for me is insane to think and it's something that definitely took a long time but I'm so grateful that I can now trust myself and that 
that I can eat these foods and that they don't scare me as much. Um, and of course, you know, I'm still battling with that and with other foods and everything. But again, it's like one step at a time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, I'm definitely happy that I now consider it a safe food. And I think also just to go on to that, like eating like high fat is necessary. I mean, it's necessary to get all the food groups in, but I think especially for women, because we need a higher fat content and also fats play an important role in absorbing nutrients and keeping your hair and skin healthy. Um, so it's definitely important that you don't deprive yourself of fats and such nutrients. Yeah, for sure. And another thing that I, along with nut butters, as we're saying, are like a calorically dense food that I was scared of for a while. I was always scared of allowing myself to eat sweets, like allowing myself to eat chocolates and any sort of like sweet craving. Listening to hunger cues was something I was always scared of. I was like in such a mindset of not and being so detached or dissociated from like my body and what it needed that if I like crave something, I would like try to make like once again, like some stupid recipe that I probably saw on Instagram that was using like peanut butter powder instead of like actually just going for what I wanted, which was the peanut butter. Um, And now like, I don't deprive myself of chocolate and sweets. And I think with wellness and health, it's like either you eat salads and you're quote good, or you eat like pancakes and you're quote unhealthy. And that's not, I I don't know. I also struggle with all of these. We're going to get into this again, but I struggle with a lot of what you see on Instagram and YouTubers, influencers, because you're not seeing everything everyone eats. So like, if you're really idolizing what someone else's diet seems like, you don't know what their day is life, their day is like every single day. And so I think keeping it really focused on you and your own hunger cues is like the best way to build a better relationship with food, or at least that's worked in my experience. Yeah. And I mean, I think also to go along with that. Yeah. But it's, just being aware that it is so hard to stay in your lane because you're constantly being diet culture is constantly being thrown at you. You're constantly seeing like what I eat in days. I mean, whenever I go onto YouTube, no matter what I see Mm -hmm. at least like three or four and it's yeah, definitely very triggering. And um, I think also to kind of go into the part of like depriving yourself of like chocolates and sweets. I definitely know when I was experiencing my eating disorders again, I was also depriving myself or I'd get mad when I would crave something. And I would also try to, you know, make the healthier version and then I just would end up eating even more of it because I wasn't satisfied and I mm-hmm. think um yeah just like allowing yourself to have those sweets and like feed into your cravings and just honor your hunger is like so important and it's a beautiful thing once you learn how to do that and I think also it's still okay to have either like the real or the healthier version of something I mean maybe sometimes I am just gonna want mm-hmm. a jewel date with peanut butter and chocolate and then another day maybe I want like the real brownie or like an ice cream sundae from Van Leeuwen um so I think and that's again just like balance and you know there's no such thing as being perfect there's not a perfect diet it's just really just honoring what it is that you want in the moment totally because I think too with like recovery as well there's a lot of I never had any sort of eating to recovery like this but I know there's somewhere it's like quote fat camp and they feed you candy bars and you really don't get to eat anything that are like low in calories, like vegetables or like healthy foods. And it's all about putting on weight. And I just think that the mental burden of that would have been really difficult for me because every time I think I would have gone back to eating those foods that I ate at like quote fat camp, like eating the ice cream, eating the cake, the cookies, the chocolate bars, I would be remembering like, I'm only eating this food because I'm unhealthy. I like have had an eating disorder. Like, So I think finding, like I'm always saying, like 
you can crave the healthy foods, but you also can eat whatever you want. And there's no, I think, judgment on either side. Um, it's really knowing, like, I think mentally what will help you the most. Um, cause yeah, I think going like one, all a hundred, one way, all a hundred, the other way is not going to be healthy from like a long-term perspective, because thinking about food longer than just like your day, thinking about it on a monthly basis or like a weekly basis of what you're eating is another way to like get over if you feel that guilt and shame like rise up. Cause I mean, I still have that after I eat certain things. Um, it's very natural. And once again, like it's going to live with you forever. And I think everyone has different connotations with food, whether or not, you know, it. like everyone in their head kind of looks at certain foods and judges them for whatever made up shit they've learned from diet culture in their head. Like this is good. This is bad. I mean, trying to think of more foods that I feel like were down my head as being bad that I was like, Oh God, I can't eat that or whatever. Like I I just put peanut butter on a potato yet. (laughs) I'd be like, Oh no. Like what's in that stir fry? Is there like this in it or something? Like it's, we all make up these rules to like help yourself feel like you have control over it. Um, when in reality, like my body has adapted and changed and I still look in the mirror and I'm like, Hmm, I don't know what I look like at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Literally the biggest mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, I think you're just going to have excessive thoughts. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's really tiring and taxing to like be thinking about food all day. And also for me, something that helps with mindset is like, wow, what a privilege it is for me to just sit and think about what food I'm going to eat all day. From like a political perspective, when so many people are hungry, don't have food on the table, or going to food banks, we're in a global health pandemic. And the fact that you are healthy enough to be able to like make these cognitive choices of what to eat, I think that's another layer to it where like, just sit down, eat the thing, be thankful for it and like move on with the rest of your day, whatever the day entails. Totally, for sure. And also I think to go along with that, I think we kind of mentioned this in our mukbang episode about you know, with like eating disorder triggers during the holiday season. Um, again, it everything it's just it's one meal it's one snack it's one dessert um you can move on from it and yeah like don't put any shame or guilt and I think the higher the expectations you put on yourself to like be perfect everything you know you're never gonna like achieve those and also I just putting that pressure just makes the whole situation worse and I think just kind of yeah taking a step back and being like you know what I'm just gonna whatever my body wants is what I'm gonna give it and obviously again that takes a really long time to learn and that is something that I really worked uh, really hard with, uh, with my nutritional therapist over the summer. And I mean, and it's definitely something that I'm going to continue to have to work through. And again, like Kate said, everyone has like fucked up thoughts. Um, so you're not alone. Yeah. And everyone has fucked up thoughts, whether or not they've ever had an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Like I would say people that don't have any sort of eating disorder thoughts definitely eat like in weird ways I mean I remember growing up before I had an eating disorder thinking about like food combinations I would do yeah and, like meals I mean granted I was like eight or seven but I've definitely put like salt and vinegar chips on a sandwich with like ham and bologna or something like that's crazy um I definitely ate a lot of weird deep fried food at the Minnesota State Fair and I got over it right like food wasn't the only thing that I was thinking about during that day and Emma and I have talked about this like together that whenever we don't have anything else going on in our lives that's when we tend to fixate on food and it's like any other addiction like you're gonna turn to that when everything else seems low um it's like if you have an alcohol issue a drug issue like it's your comfort place to be in that mindset where you feel like you have control over something when everything else is crazy in the world 
so I think, yeah, I've in the past, I've also, um, maybe I'll mention this, I've kept a journal of like when I have had really bad like body image thoughts, food thoughts, and like written down basically like, what did I do that day? What was I thinking before I ate the meal? What was I thinking after I ate the meal? Like, what is a task that I've been avoiding? Because that's a lot of the times what was the reoccurring theme? There was like something, whether it be an assignment, a difficult text I had to send to someone else, like that was what was causing me to spiral and spiral and think about food for six hours of the day. Yeah. Uh, So being cognizant of what triggers you is something that is helpful from like a lifelong habit. I I don't do that exercise anymore because I'm at a place where I pretty much can tell. It's like, can't, you don't want to do your homework. That's why you're sitting and like fixating over your food for three hours. Yeah. I think to go Um, along with that, um, I, I also kind of keep a food journal. Um, I have kind of stopped doing it now because I feel I trust myself more, but yeah, for a while I was keeping a food journal, just writing down everything that I was eating and just like how I felt afterwards. And I would write down like my emotions before and after a meal. And I also can notice whenever it is that I get obsessive over food, it's because yeah, like not a lot is going on in my life or I'm trying to avoid something as well. And I know that's why quarantine early on was hard for me because all my time was filled up. So I didn't really have time to like have any, like really pay any attention to any of these thoughts that were maybe occurring in my mind. And then when I had nothing else to do, those thoughts definitely became more prevalent in my life. And so now I have developed habits and ways to deal with those. Um, So yeah, again, I think it's kind of, it's a whole learning process. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, So I think that's, you know, the dessert potato. Uh, I really hope you guys be enjoying it, you know, messing with your local potato pyramid, (laughs) being nefarious in the grocery store. I have to go buy some potatoes later today. So I'm going to have a blast with my potato pyramid. Maybe I think I'll post something on my Instagram just of potatoes and see what people think. Um, (laughs) But our next episode this week, we're pretty excited about. We got our first little branded you know episode for you girlies uh it's going to be with the brand wild one. Oh my god i keep saying it wrong i, Wild wrote one Kate for that. <laughs> I love them but i'm just like i'm not a reader okay i am a reader but you know okay. i literally wrote in the description how to pronounce it so wild one we love them they make single sachets of adaptogens and we're lucky enough to get a wide variety of their blends so we're going to be doing a little dust debate about our favorite blends talking about adaptogens in life um we're gonna have you guys submit questions for that episode so they can be food related health related related meme related oatmeal related anything you want emma and i just want to start to get to know what you guys are thinking about uh Mm -hmm. build a community of strong oat girlies (laughs) um and you have to go along with that kate and i again to kind of build more of a community and we uh, like Kate said, we have a whole oat girly community occurring. Um, but I think we're going to do a little IGTV live um, and mm-hmm. like next weekend around like 10 a.m. Eastern time. We'll like post a graphic on the Instagram for you guys. So, you know, if you want to tune in and watch us cook our oats. But yeah, I think it'll be like a fun little way for us to chat. And you guys can ask us questions and just see see what two girlies be putting on their oats that day. And totally. we might also do a very fun dessert potato instagram live story as well while kate and i are home for the holidays yeah a holiday potato nothing <laughs> like it um yeah and you know the oat girly we're gonna do like 10 a.m eastern um just to accommodate for everyone else yeah, sorry if you live in california you can wake <laughs> up and just vibe with us but yeah we'd love to you know see you guys 
post on your story your oats that day you can eat your oats with us uh but yeah i'm gonna be taking questions and maybe you know we'll actually put something different on our oatmeal because i have been doing the same shit every single day maybe i'll put some frozen mango which i haven't used in a long time woohoo gosh we are such we are literally such elders talking about oatmeal (laughs) like what the hell oh i'm so excited about oatmeal toppings woohoo i I wouldn't want it any other way Yeah, I did text my um, now boyfriend uh, the meme where it's like, your BFGF should be second priority, your oat toppings are first. And he was like, okay, true. (laughs) I was like, thank God we agree on this factor. Sorry. Gotta have the boys behind you. Um, (laughs) Some other exciting things. I think we mentioned in the last pod, if you listened through the Zoe mukbang, definitely go give that a listen. It's hilarious. Um, We're probably going to be doing a few zines for you girlies. Uh, We want to do a physical copy. We're kind of dealing with all of the publishing, shipping, printing, semantics of it. But look forward to some exciting things in the new year, possibly some merch. We just want to make sure you girlies are, you know, maybe have like a a pair of white crew socks. There's a little cashew logo on them. And then it says voice memo girlies or something. That would be super fun. Um, You know, we want to make some hats some tote bags eventually the perfect tote yes yeah we have a reoccurring joke that there's no perfect tote either the straps are too thin the bag isn't thick enough it's like flimsy it's weird (laughs) so we're going to do some deep deep tote mood boring mood boarding is that a (laughs) verb i don't know but now yeah basically but we're gonna try to make the perfect tote for you guys because you know we be grocery shopping you need a tote right hell yeah but, um, Emma, you got anything else to add? What else you got on the docket for today? Mm, I got to finish. You know, the sun is setting. The sun is setting. Um, I'm going to FaceTime my dad because he was trying to FaceTime me while I was eating my dessert potato. But I was like, no, father, this is a sacred moment for me. <laughs> no one can look at me while I eat the dessert potato. Um, so I'll probably chat up a storm with him, see what supplement he is rocking, and um, do my last project before I graduate college. Hey, we love to hear it. Go on the usual night walk, play some tunes, but yeah, kind of normal Sunday things for me over here. What about you, man? Yeah. I'm going to scurry on over to Whole Foods, uh, probably get in a fight with some Instant Cart people in my way. Classic. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get some potatoes. I need some sprouts. You know, Emma and I had this whole day of groceries planned <laughs> for us earlier and I was just like, eh, I'll just do it tonight. I have nothing yeah. else to do with my little thoughts. Um, I'm going to avoid some homework. I wrote an essay about the devil, Amy Coney Barrett. So I got to submit that up. Yeah, I'll probably, you know, call my rents or something funky like that. Um, think about the podcast. Think about memes. Mm-hmm. You know, memes and the podcaster, Emma's and my basic basic needs at this point. It's her job. It's her full-time job at this at this moment. Yeah, definitely going to have a few cups of calm magnesium today, tonight. I feel that. Well, yeah, I think this was a successful episode. We redeemed ourselves. We did it. We did it. I always had faith in us girl bosses. But yeah, Um, thank you guys for listening to episode five. We're going to be coming to you live with the dust debate on Thursday in your podcast feeds. And then we got the oat girlies Instagram live. So you guys can actually see our face uh on the ig but you know graphics will be there follow the meme page memes will be dropped constantly follow emma and i on our personal instagrams dm us your dessert potatoes we will scream of joy 
But yeah, great to be potting with you, Emma. As always, Kate. I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Yes, I'm sure. Peace we'll and be, love. I'm sure we'll be texting in within like two minutes. So I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. Okay. Bye. <laughs>